At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care Provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a Silver Linings edition. Hornets fell to the Utah Jazz 119-111 to to open up both a back-to-back as well as a five-game homestand. Spirited effort. Hornets uh, really did a lot of positive things, but end up on the short end against the Jazz. Again, that final score, 119 to 111, takes the team's overall record to 22 and 47. We'll take you through the contest, give you our silver lining selections, and we're going to give you our game preview because it's also a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers later on tonight. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us again. Rob, thanks as always for joining and we get to do double duty, both the Silver Linings edition as well as preview tonight versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, busy, I don't even want to say 24 hours here in the Hornets Radio Network studios. I actually just took a nap underneath the desk here, and yes. I just woke up, and now we're ready to go again for a earlier tip time than it was yesterday. Yeah, well, we'll tip it off at 5 p.m. this evening, so uh, hopefully you all have time to get your tickets and get on out to the Hive. Uh, if you can't join us there, join us on the Hornets Radio Network or tune in and watch Eric Collins, Del Curry, and Ashley Shamini. They'll have you covered on Valley Sports Southeast as well. 119 to 111, the final score. Hornets swept this season by the Utah Jazz, although a much stronger effort start to finish by the Hornets last night than the previous one. Kept it close, did get a little bit out of hand there in the third quarter. The Jazz actually stretched their lead to at one point as high as 23, but the Hornets got it back to a respectable margin and made a real push for it. Unfortunately, not quite enough to get across the finish line. Hornets led in scoring 
scoring by Kelly Oubre Jr. with 24 points, 22 for Terry Rozier, 18 for P.J. Washington, 13 off the bench for Dennis Smith Jr., and then 11 points for Gordon Hayward. Five Jazz players ended up in double figures, but really the, the story of the night was a season-high 37 points from Taylor Horton Tucker. He was a part of that Lakers team that won the championship in the bubble, and he has been an explosive scorer at times, but not like this. His previous season best was 23. He had that the prior game against Orlando, and sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Not everything was as difficult as maybe the Hornets would have wanted it to be, but it certainly wasn't easy and him going for 37, that's the reason the Jazz won the game. Yeah, it wasn't really on my bingo card that Taylor Horton Tucker was going to go off for almost a career high, clearly a season high with those 37. But besides that, I mean, I think the biggest thing outside of the big game from THT was just the points in the paint disparity. Obviously, that's something that I talked about on the Hornets Hivecast yesterday. I said that was my stat to watch, and it proved to be true. Unfortunately, it didn't go in favor of the Hornets. I mean, they just got pummeled in the paint 66 to 36. They were outscored. Obviously, Walker Kessler was a big part of that. Laurie Markin was a big part of that. But Taylor Horton Tucker did a good job driving, going to the hoop as well, and kind of initiating contact a little bit, getting to the rim, and able to score in the paint there as well. So it was a total collaborative effort from Utah in that regard to get that big of a disparity because at the end of the day, Kessler finished with 17, Markinen had 13. They had great, they had good games. They didn't have great games like THT did because Utah shot abysmally from beyond the arc. They shot just 28% from three. Hornets had a better shooting percentage from beyond the arc than they did from the field. They shot 42.5% from three, and they shot just 408 from the field. So that was a little bit of a head-scratcher. You haven't seen that a whole lot from the Hornets this season who just haven't had really a good a good mark there from beyond the arc here for the majority of the season and didn't really expect that with no LaMelo ball in the lineup once again but that and the offensive rebounds that led to 25 second chance points those were the two big things for me points in the paint offensive rebounding allowed by the Hornets and that's something Steve Clifford talked about after the game yesterday and it's going to be a big point of emphasis tonight against Cleveland but of course we'll save that a little bit later here for our game preview but those were the two big numbers for me from last night yeah another big team coming to town in Cleveland I'm with you it was odd because after the game you know you initially you take a, a deep breath you try and internalize some of what you just saw out there on the floor or heard on the Hornets radio network and it felt like the team did a pretty good job defensively, particularly the bigs. After all, they ended up with a season-high 14 block shots and they did it while having to rely on a restructured rotation for the center position. There was no Mark Williams. He sat with the right thumb sprain. And so it was Nick Richards getting his first start of the season. Kai Jones elevated back into the rotation as the backup center. Both those guys ended up with big blocks numbers. Also, Laurie Markinen, the all-star for Utah, was 3 of 22 from the floor. 13 points, 13 rebounds. He still ends up with a double-double, but 3 for 22, that's not good. That's what you, if you're having a dream scenario, that's what you want to do to the opposing team's all-star. And it's not as if Lowry had not been shooting the ball well. He had had back-to-back 30-plus point efforts. So he had been on a bit of a tear. So in certain ways, it felt like Charlotte did a good job. And then you see... All right, points in the paint, they're outscored 66 to 36. Second chance points, they're outscored 25 to 14. Offensive rebounds, it's 20 to 11 in favor of the Jazz. And you look at the line score for Walker Kessler, 17 points, 16 rebounds, three blocks for the Jazz rookie out of Auburn. Would love to have seen Mark Williams and him go head to head. Unfortunately, that's a matchup we'll have to wait for till next season. But all in all, I think in a certain frame, the Hornets 
did a good job defensively. There were positives, but then we heard from head coach Steve Clifford after the game. He talked about how he didn't hear the same quickness of talk and level of talk that he has seen from the Hornets in previous defensive efforts. And Charlotte, for the first time since the All-Star break, were able to score more than 108 points and didn't get the win. So Utah's a very good offensive team. They're top five, I believe, in the NBA in average scoring per game, and they exceeded their scoring average, getting to 119 last night. Again, Horton Tucker going for a season high, almost a career high with 37. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap, but there are things that the Hornets could clean up. Second chance points, points in the paint, and so even with a good block rate, even with holding Markin into 3-for-22 shooting, it ends up being a loss, and as any team would and should, the Hornets looking inwards at themselves saying, what can we do better rather than, ah, well, Horton Tucker went for 37, so what are you going to do? There's always something you can do, and that's the way that the team approached it last night. All that said, we touched on some of them. There are a lot of silver linings from last night's game, and we'll select our silver linings performers after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get to our game preview of tonight's matchup against the Cavs momentarily. Right now, though, time to select our Silver Linings performers from last night's 119-111 to loss to the Utah Jazz. Snap the Hornets' two-game win streak. Hornets still playing good basketball. They've won seven out of their last 11 games, and they get a chance to bounce right back later on tonight against Cleveland. Let's give our Silver Linings 
outstanding selections, Rob. As I talked about earlier, five different Hornets scored in double figures last night. Perhaps one of them is your silver lining selection. In fact, it is not. It's a guy that scored in single digits but had a really, really impactful game. It was the high flyer, Kai Jones. And the recovery by Utah. Give and go. Marketing rises. He is rejected by Kai Jones. Going the other way. Hornets. Dennis Smith Jr. runs inside. Up off the glass. No, the rebound by Kai Jones. Oh, my goodness. Kai can fly. Levitating. Pulls it off the glass. And still the elevation to slam it home. Kai only had six points, five rebounds, but he had three blocks. That's a career high. He was two of five from the field. Not the greatest shooting-wise, but he's only played 18 minutes at the end of the day. But in those 18 minutes, he was a plus 7 in the plus-minus. That was the highest plus-minus of anybody out there on the floor for the Hornets last night. I thought he did a great job in that backup center position where, again, we talked about it on the Hornets Hivecast yesterday. And if you didn't listen to it yet, well, first off, shame on you. Second off, go back and listen to it because something we talked about was if Mark Williams was going to miss time and he missed yesterday's game. We don't know what his status is for today, but... Regardless, we talked about who could benefit the most with Mark out of the lineup. I said, Kai Jones, you agreed with me because we know what Nick Richards is capable of. We've seen flashes of what Kai Jones is capable of and what we hope is something that we can see in the future here in in Buzz City. But we've also seen it in Greensboro over the course of the last two seasons now for the most part and a lot this year as well since he's been on assignment for the majority of the season. But what he did last night, I mean, that was a big high-voltage play. Just getting the stop at one end, which was a phenomenal stop. I mean, just completely stuffed marketing at the rim. And then able to come down and fill the lane, come in the other way, get the putback dunk. And then he had another sequence there a little bit later on. I think it was in the early stages of the second quarter. It was he had multiple blocks on second and third chance opportunities, which, again, was kind of the microcosm of yesterday's game when you look at it just with all the offensive rebounds. But like I talked about with Utah in that first segment, They had 20 offensive boards, but they only finished with 25 second-chance point opportunities. So Kai Jones was doing a good job there, at least on those second and third opportunities, to try to limit the damage the best that he could. So that's a big reason why he was my top performer from yesterday's game. One thing, the sequence that you played, one thing that's different about that one that I like that separates it from other Kai Jones highlights we've heard throughout the season, Kai has a lot of highlights where he gets out on a breakaway, either he he forces a steal himself or he gets a hit-ahead pass, and he has some un- believable dunk that no one else on earth probably can do but it's a play that in terms of how much it's worth on the scoreboard really anyone else in the NBA is going to make because he's one on the basket and it's just what's the level of difficulty which only happens to uh, you know come into play if we're talking about Olympic gymnastics and diving it doesn't really factor into the NBA so it's cool it'd be fun in the dunk contest but it doesn't add anything to the point total from what anyone else in the NBA would likely do in a similar scenario that highlight sequence you played there that's something that maybe only Kai Jones and a few other people can do a block on one end go to the other get a rebound where in midair you're getting the ball basically at, at waist level and then you reach up and have the elevation to still finish the play before anyone else has a chance to come up and try and block your shot. That's something that is rare. And so that's where I think you see a glimpse of what Kai Jones could be further down the road. Furthermore, big blocks game for him. Positive impact on the plus minus. They won. The Hornets won his minutes more than they won anyone else's. And while there's still things to work on, things that head coach Steve Clifford touched on and his postgame comments, you like to see the positive step forward, the positive contributions there from Kai Jones. So I like the picks. Another person who liked the performance from Kai Jones, P.J. Washington, had this to say about the center rotation last night from the Hornets. 
I mean, they're doing great. Um, I'm proud of both of them. Kai's been playing great and been giving good minutes. So, um, been rebounding at a high level, blocking shots, uh, and just being athletic and doing what he does best. So, same with Nick. I'm just proud of both of them, and uh, we need them going down the stretch. Two things can obviously be true at the same time, Rob Longo. You can have a lot of things that you want to touch up and work on and improve upon. You can also still have a good game. And so I think both were true last night for the Hornets centers in general, finishing with a season-high 14 blocks. But at the same time, uh, it was a lopsided game in terms of points in the paint, second-chance points in favor of Utah, so some things to grow on there. My pick for my Silver Linings performer, I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. Smith to Rozier. He'll pull up for three. That's good. Terry Rozier, yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot, his second of the game. Terry would end up finishing with just the two threes. Still hasn't had a really explosive three-point shooting game in the last three games, but he's had eight assists in each of the last three games and zero turnovers. Rozier's average is the last three games, 22.6 points per game, eight assists per game, zero turnovers per Per game. So these are not all easy contests. You know, the win against Detroit on the road, that's a, a Detroit team that's obviously very young and having a very difficult season, but they beat the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden when they had won nine in a row. They take on a Utah Jazz team last night who is on the precipice or right around the play-in tournament picture right now for the Western Conference. Honestly, they're about a game and a half out of being the five seed in the West and also a game and a half of being the 13th place team in the West. So it's a very congested Western Conference in that section. Regardless, the play of Terry Rozier, even without LaMelo Ball, is keeping them in the game. He's a different kind of point guard, but he's having a lot of success for the Hornets and therefore he's my silver lining selection. Also, got to give a tip of the cap to Kelly Oubre Jr. 24 points, knocked down six threes, four for four from the free throw line. He's made 33 of his last 34 free throw attempts, three straight games of 20 or more. Uh, He's playing some excellent offensive basketball. And again, without LaMelo, team kind of needs him to have the kinds of nights he's been having. He had one last night. It gave the Hornets a chance. Unfortunately, not quite enough in a 119 to 111 loss. But Best thing about a back-to-back, you get to turn the page right away. And particularly with it being a home back-to-back, this is about as easy of one as the Hornets have had, at least logistically. They get to go to sleep last night in their own beds, uh, wake up this morning without any travel delays or any worries about, all right, where, where are we going to have shoot-around or walk-through or whatnot? You, you know your routine. Go to the gym. Go get ready for tonight's contest against the Cavs. And we're going to get you ready for it next with our game preview here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. All right, Rob Longo, Hornets lost to the Jazz last night. They get to rebound, get right back to it again tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looking for some revenge, Hornets fell to Cleveland 132-122 to very early in the season, a double overtime defeat. Hornets had a furious comeback in the fourth quarter, a really improbable one. They were down about like eight with a minute to play, somehow made up the gap, went into overtime. Uh, They probably should have won it in the first OT. That time Cleveland, I think, came back and forced the second overtime. Hornets struck first in the second OT, and then Cleveland ripped off a plus 10 rally, and the Hornets uh, were unable to rebound. So it was a a frustrating loss for Charlotte. Uh, Now it's the first of three meetings in the final month of the season with Cleveland, including two in a row at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. Cleveland, a top four or five team, top four team in the Eastern Conference. So if the season ended today, they would have home court advantage in a head-to-head series against either Brooklyn or New York, depending on tiebreakers at the moment. Uh, good team, Donovan Mitchell, a lot of bigs, a lot to look forward to in this one. Let's get to our game preview. You know how this works. We need players to watch for both teams as well as a statistic to watch. If you have an overarching thought, feel free to fit it in here and then pick your category. Well, just a quick little scouting report on Cleveland. They've had to skip town for the last couple of days at their home venue of uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse just because the MAC Conference tournament has been there over the last couple of days. They were in Miami on Friday, 119-115. They lost, and Donovan Mitchell had 42 points, so he's going to be my player to watch. I know he had a big game the last time that these two teams met. He had 34 in that double overtime win for the Cavs over the Hornets all the way back in November. So, And again, Darius Garland is listed as questionable for today, so we don't know if we're going to see him or not because he had 41 the last time that these two teams met up in November. So for me, Donovan Mitchell is the guy to watch. I mean, the guy scored, what, 70-71 earlier in the season? I think it was 71 to be exact. But, I mean, he is just a walking bucket. They went all in on that trade to get him for the most part. They spent a lot of draft capital and a lot of just – pieces in general to get him when we saw a lot of them yesterday uh, against Utah as well. So I think Donovan Mitchell is kind of the easy pick. He's my player to watch. Just don't let him get to 40 plus. I mean, if you give him his average, you kind of expect that it's going to be really hard to limit him, but just don't let him go off for 40 or 50 and you got a chance against the Cavs tonight. Not the easiest game plan, the way that Donovan Mitchell's no. been playing, but uh, it, it, keeping it simple, I guess. Yeah, you, you know, ho- holding a guy under fifty, uh, you like to think 
you'd have to do a little bit more than that to get the win, but that's maybe a little bit of a microcosm of what's going on with Cleveland right now. They, they are a pretty deep team. I know they've got the injuries that we talked about. Uh, you've got Darius Garland day-to-day. Jared Allen is day-to-day, and so we'll see if either of them factor in to tonight's contest. I'm going to go with a guy who has been really strong here uh, now in Season 2 for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that's Evan Mobley. I, I like this guy's game coming out of high school, coming it's out of college. because he's a USC Trojan. He is a USC guy. We're not going to hold that against him, not by a long shot. He's very good about playing within himself, and he continues to stretch his range. He's got a long ways to go on having a reliable three-point shot, but it is something that he can turn to every now and again. But this guy's a big-time double-double threat, and particularly when paired with Jared Allen, he's dangerous. Evan Mobley. Uh, Evan Mobley is had an okay game the other day uh, against the Miami Heat. He had a better one in the prior one in Miami where they got the win. He had some really explosive games. He had 25 points, 17 boards, and an overtime victory over the Boston Celtics. And if you rewind the clock all the way back to the double overtime game Charlotte had against Cleveland in the land where Cleveland was able to pull away late, Evan Mobley had the big box score with 21 points and 18 rebounds. A big box score in terms of double-double. Obviously, the 40 one points from Darius Garland, including some big threes late in that contest in overtime, ended up telling the tale. Uh, but it was Evan Mobley's double double that kept him in throughout with 21 points and 18 rebounds. So I'm taking the former Trojan. Good luck to uh, USC in terms of Selection Sunday, which is also today. Something else to keep an ear out for and an eye on. Uh, Evan Mobley, though, my pick for Cavs player to watch. Where do you want to go next, Rob? Let's go with Hornets player to watch. And I think the one for me that's going to stand out the most is Nick Richards, just in case we don't see Mark Williams again today, which, again, we don't know what his status is moving forward for at least today. So if Nick gets his second start of the season, it would be his seventh of his career. I mean, he played pretty good, I thought, yesterday, all things considered, against some of the taller trees like Walker Kessler and Laurie Markkinen finishes with nine points and eight rebounds. He was four seven from the field. He played in 30 minutes out there as well. So I think this is an opportunity for him to possibly go up against a guy like, again, Jared Allen is listed as doubtful, but he still has a pretty tough matchup and a guy that you just referenced in Evan Mobley as well. So Bigs on Bigs is going to be a decent matchup, I think, which is going to lead into my stat to watch a little bit later, but we got to get your Hornets player to watch as well. I'm going to take Kelly Oubre Jr. I, I passed on him as being the star of last night's game, but I, I feel duty-bound to give him some more flowers here because he's really been playing well. He's had three straight games of at least 20 points in that span. He's shooting north of 50% from three. 50% from three in the last three games. Furthermore, if you go back to the last seven games, even though the Hornets have a losing record in that span, KO is playing some really, really good basketball. He's averaging, again, north of 20 points per game. He's averaging right around six rebounds per game, a little bit more than six rebounds per game. He's shooting better than 40% from three. He's missed one free throw in his last seven games. He's 33 for his last 34. He's playing outstanding basketball, and he's having a career year in terms of scoring this season, but it hasn't been necessarily a career year in terms of shooting and we've attributed a lot of that to all the injuries that you know it's not LaMelo Ball feeding it to you in fact it's been more and more of Kelly Oubre having to generate his own shot and the teams needed him to do that in order to offensively stay in some of these games it's great that the defense has stepped up here in the last several weeks but if you're under 100 points all the time you're not going to win very much in the modern NBA so Kelly Oubre Jr. having good nights was imperative but lately he's doing it at a much more efficient pace 
last night was included in that, and hopefully for the Hornets, I would say almost assuredly for the Hornets to get a win in this one, they're going to need him to do it again. So Kelly Oubre Jr., my player to watch, also a sideways opportunity to give him further glow for last night's performance and the recent run he's been on. I like it. I can't complain about it by any means of the imagination. So I guess that leaves us with stat to watch. I'm going to go back to the well again. I'm going to look at points in the paint. I know it was something we talked about here in the first segment about how big of a disparity it was. Not in favor of the Hornets, but when you go back to that game all the way back in November, and I know there's some different moving parts and that sort of thing. No more Kevin Love on Cleveland, who finished with only six points, but he played 24 minutes in that game as well. He had seven rebounds, so a little bit of a different roster for both sides, obviously, here moving forward. But back in that game in November, Cleveland won the points in the paint battle 64-54. to Again, it's not the 66-33 to or 36 or whatever it was that we saw last night, but again, It was a sizable difference in that game. But then you go back to Cleveland's game on Friday against Miami, and they only scored 42 points in the paint. So I'm a little confused on what the Cavs have done here over the last week or so, and I think a lot of that had to do with Jared Allen. He ended up playing 34 minutes, but he wasn't very effective, and now he's doubtful for today's game. So I don't really know what's going on with that. But just in terms of the Hornets getting that number points in the paint-wise back even and not allowing 60-plus points in the paint against a team, those are kind of the the numbers that I'm looking for. I'm not saying you need to outscore the team X amount to X amount and points in the paint in order to win the game or anything like that, but just can't have that big of a disparity because, again, I think yesterday's game was a little bit of an outlier for the Hornets in terms of three-point percentage where you're shooting a better percentage from three than you are from the field in general, but just need to do a better job finishing at the rim, dominating that paint presence, getting those paint touches to then open up those threes and that sort of thing. So for me, points in the paint is going to be my stat to watch this evening. I'm going to go on a similar path, but for a different reason than, than you might think as I mentioned this stat. I'm looking at second chance points for this one. It's another really big team in Cleveland, which has a similarity to Utah. And Utah obviously drilled the Hornets in terms of offensive rebounds and second-chance points. Jazz were plus 11 in a game they won by 8 in terms of second-chance points. But this is the reason why it's kind of a different angle. Cleveland's not really dependent on offensive rebounds. As big as they are, that's more of a factor in blocking shots than it is on the offensive class. They don't typically win by large margins the offensive reboundings and particularly not as of late they lost their last game against Miami and the Heat got more offensive rebounds than the Cavs did but you look at some of the prior games they had a three-game win streak and they had the offensive board advantage in only one of those so it, it doesn't necessarily play in but it does play in for the Hornets that's an area where throughout the season they've been able to make up the shooting percentage gap that they've had for great stretches of this campaign you know there's no sugarcoating it Hornets are near the bottom of the NBA in effective field goal percentage and three-point percentage and offensive rating so getting extra opportunities at the bucket is extremely helpful and one of the best ways they've done it is through offensive reboundings if we rewind the clock all the way back to November the first meeting with the Cavs on the road in Cleveland Charlotte had 17 offensive rebounds to seven for the Cavs they ended up taking 18 more shots over the 58 minutes of play than the Cleveland Cavaliers did. And that allowed for them to shoot a drastically lower percentage from the floor, 40% compared to 53%, and still force double overtime. So this is a, a category where 
look, the Hornets are playing better in general. Offensively, they're more efficient. They're not more explosive per se, but defensively, they've been so much stronger. So hopefully, if they can continue to generate these extra opportunities offensively, they can get across the finish line with a win. Probably, I guess in some ways, should have happened the last time. Really, they had no business forcing overtime in that one. They got they got a little bit of luck. Cleveland missed some free throws, had some bad turnovers late, and the Hornets capitalized. So kudos to Charlotte for making those plays happen uh, in a game where, really, again, they, they didn't have any business doing that. Hey, sometimes you got to steal a game. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, they, they stole it. They were down 10 with 52 seconds left and were able to you know find a way to force overtime. Terry Rozier knocked down a three with a second left to you know force the extra session, and then in double overtime they lost. But the first overtime, they should have won it in that one. But regardless, Hornets get the rematch tonight. It should be a lot of fun. Come out and see them. Hornets taking on the Cavs. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. And if for any reason you missed this one tonight, you get a second opportunity on Tuesday when the Hornets rematch against Cleveland. And then you get a third one when the Hornets take on Philly on Friday. And then you get a fourth opportunity on, what, Monday when they take on Indiana. So plenty of Hornets basketball here over the next week or so. And got to take advantage while you can because don't look now, but we only have a handful of games left. Yes, we do. It's starting to wind down quickly. I love the way the Hornets are playing through the tape, giving a lot of energy and putting an honest effort out there. Unfortunately, last night was a Silver Linings edition with the Hornets falling to 22 and 47 on the campaign with a 119 to 111 loss to the Jazz. But as we've been talking about, they get a chance to bounce right back, taking on the Cavaliers tonight. We'll have it covered for you on the Hornets Radio Network, and tomorrow we'll have another edition of the HHC wrapping up tonight's game. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on the Hornets Ivecast. Pleasure as always. After sleeping underneath the desk today, I'm going to go freshen up now. Yes, get ready. We've got a game, and then maybe we'll let you go home. Thanks to Rob Longo. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space.
Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.